Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Nerdy for 30's Review Preview, this time covering the months of November and December 2022. We're going to start off with a recap, spoiler-free, of course, of all the things that we covered in the month of November on the pod. Then we are going to talk about some things that we watched in November that we didn't talk about in the pod that we feel like deserve to get a little bit of recognition. Then we're going to tell you what we're going to cover in the month of December. Tim, you ready? I'm ready, man. I'm excited. I love a little review preview. This is where we get to let loose, goof off a little bit, and just have some fun. Have some fun with the listeners, guys. Let's let's go. I like it. It's just us <laughs> talking. Hey, so first <laughs> off, let's talk about the first poof we covered in November. It was Black Adam. Uh, this came out in October, like right at the tail end. We didn't get to it until the first week of November, which I feel like at that point, everybody who was going to see it saw it. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you think the tail is on this movie? <laughs> I think it's done. <laughs> it's the biggest opening day of The Rock's career, which you can attribute to inflation. Was uh, it really? Oh, yeah, my God. That's what he said. Don't adjust that. Yeah, just keep it. <laughs> well, compare this to Scorpion King. It's the Fast and the Furious is what it is. But he's like, but as a leading man, he made sure to differentiate that, you know, because he's not the lead in Fast and Furious. So technically, sure. he's a bigger opening weekends. But I mean, it's this or Skyscraper or that one we did with the giant monkey or that other one he did with the giant monkey. <laughs> there are just a lot of uh, not a lot to draw from. Wait, did he do two? He didn't do two Rampage movies, did he? There was just the he one, did one Rampage, Rampage movie. movie. I just swear he did another one with a giant animal. I could be making that up right now. Oh, that it completely checks out. He, The Rock, being in a beige button-down short sleeve shirt in the jungle is the same kind of like recurring movie nightmare <laughs> that we get with James Marsden on a road trip with a CGI animal. It just keeps <laughs> happening. I, I've seen that meme where they just like there's like four shots of the rock and they're like these are four separate movies and it looks exactly the same. He's just <laughs> he's not very method, our guy the rock. And I'll tell you what, my method of enjoying Black Adam has been to not think about it since then. Uh hmm. and when it comes out on HBO, I'm gonna watch it again. I'm telling you right now. I'll watch, you it, are again watch it again for the for the fight scenes at the very least. And uh I'll but I feel like this could potentially be a movie that's like better after, you know, like uh, like we you and I both have a Batman versus Superman affinity for Batman versus Superman, which Make I that. think was initial dislike. And then over time, I re I've I've seen that movie like six times. I, mm. I really like it now. And I think maybe it could fit in that category if it fits in at all. Or I, I watch it one more time and then never think about it. I, I haven't thought about it since we did the podcast, to be honest. I'm not looking forward to it. But one day I'm going to open up HBO Max. It's going to be there. And I'll take a little quick, quick little peek-see. A little, a little look. A little look-see. You're going to watch it. You're going to see two scenes with Pierce Brosnan playing Dr. Fate. You're going to be like, this movie's great. Oh, yes. Yes. It'll be, it'll be a great, like, uh, you know, like on in the background movie. Where you're like, mm. Pierce is on screen, time to pay attention. And then you like go back to cooking or whatever you're doing. Oh, my God. I will probably not ever watch it again. I would never sully the great name of Batman v Superman by comparing it to Black Adam. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm done. It, I'm on Black Adam. You're done? Yeah. When does the, the new Shazam movie, does that come out this year or next year? Who cares? Because he's going to be in it's... it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I it, it's insane that they're not 
that they're just doing two simultaneous characters that have zero relationship with each other. But I mean, they're clearly building it up. You know, they're clear. They have to be they're foils for each other. They have to be. But now they're both good guys. So whatever. Who cares? No, not trying to spoil anything. Have you thought about um, RRR at all? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just in terms of like how. I guess how visceral the emotion is that, that movie is able to conjure, because one of the big things we talked about this a little bit on the podcast for RRR, but there's definitely like a, a different style that you see in international film that you don't typically see in American film. And it's something that's like, I feel like the, the easy thing it's dismissed really frequently is like, Oh, this is bad. When you see one of those clips on Reddit pop up of like an action scene from an Indian movie and they're making the best of what they can with like after effects and green screens and doing something that like doesn't look totally polished in the way that we're accustomed to see from Hollywood. But if you look at what's actually happening, it's incredible. Like it's so cool. And I think it's too easy. People brush that stuff off as being like funny because it is more similar to what we normally see from cheesy American movies. Um, But I mean, like any kind of the like green screeny, anything that looks a little bit like lower budget than what we would normally see in us stuff. Just the story in this one is so stellar and so phenomenal. And like all of the emotion that it's conjuring is just so pure that I, I feel like this is a great gateway to kind of get past that, like get past those hangups and watch more stuff from like lower budget versions of Hollywood and other countries. What do you think? Do you think about it a lot? I do think about it a lot. I think about the fights a lot. I think about the relationship between the main characters a lot. I've listened to the yeah. music a lot. Uh, their relationship is fascinating. I mean, you know, we have some movies coming up next month that are uh, well, we have. Well, one of my favorite movies coming up next month that may may, uh, you know, show off a certain buddy cop relationship that I think about constantly and just kind of trying to fit those two into that mold. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem to work, but there's still like such a great contrast between them. And I just love I just love it. I think about how talented those people are, everyone involved. And to your point about like the green screen or whatever, and like the effects are low, it feels like their priority, at least in that movie, is like just to to be the best entertainment that they can possibly be. And entertainment yeah. is the priority and everything else is secondary. But it's entertaining. You like laugh, you cry. You're like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened. It's like a roller coaster that if you think about it too hard could fall apart, but the ride is great. The ride is great. And who cares? Is that what you want? Don't you want to go to a movie and have an experience? This is, this movie was an experience. I wish more movies were like this. You crystallized, you phrased it so much better than I did. You like bullseye. Exactly. (laughs) What I was like circling around. That's the pod. Wow. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's that's our relationship. That's our, Oh my God. Yeah, dude. It's great. Uh, the story totally rips. I love it. What a, what a phenomenal movie. Watch it. If you haven't split it up, make it one day, but split it up, get yourself a refill on snacks and popcorn. Maybe get an icy in the middle and you're going to love it. (laughs) Top notch. What else did we cover? That was Wakanda forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could have said that weirder if I wanted to. (laughs) I have been thinking about this movie. I'll say I've only been thinking about the Submariner. <laughs> oh, okay. And 
I just seeing more about him and like the actor and like, I don't know what it means for people and, and things like that. And just like the meaning behind it and some of like the rewrites and things they did like mm-hmm. with it, like how they came up with the ideas to which it sounds like this is like Ryan Coogler's idea to like come up with this. They did all this research and stuff on it and just to just to shape that character. And I think that's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. I mean, I every time I see a poster, I'm like, it sucks. that Black Panther sucks. But we have the Submariner now. So that's cool. That's kind of that's kind of my thoughts on it. (laughs) Black Panther sucks. Uh, Submariner's sick, dude. I can't wait for more Submariner content, honestly. So, so, so good. I was thinking about it. I'm trying really hard to figure out a way to phrase this so as to not spoil anything. There is... Uh, I'm not actually going to spoil anything. So if you're listening to this and you hear me start saying something that seems dicey, I promise I'm not going to say anything that's going to ruin it for you. The ending of this movie is like the ending when we get to the ending that exists of the character in the narrative space of this film, the Submariner. It is fitting in such a way where I was really worried about the outcome of this character and other characters. And obviously, this is a different take on Namor than we've specifically seen in the comics. But I know that Namor, he's such a huge figure in the comics that you want to think that there's a certain kind of insurance that certain characters have. But then, you know, Marvel also plays fast and loose with some characters that go on to be big in the comics, end up getting killed off really quickly. And some characters that are really minor in the comics end up being like huge deals in the movies. I mean, look at M'Baku. Like... That's a super minor character in the comics that is like a really vital part of Wakanda in the movies. Um, So I was really worried because it didn't seem like they were pulling punches with what was happening with Namor and the battle between Atlantis, sorry, uh, Talakan and Wakanda. But um, I was really satisfied with how it ended. I think everything was like really true to the character of Namor. Um, I think it is a wonderful setup. Uh, yeah, I, I won't go any further. I kind of wish I, I want to be nicer about this movie. I think we came out really hard on it. We barely talked about any of the Talakon stuff on our pod. I'm tempted to do like a little extra like bonus thing. Maybe when the DVD comes out or something, where we talk a little bit about it because I think there was a lot of good that we did not even touch on in that movie. I think there is I think the whole Submariner world is great and awesome. And I think we compared and contrasted to Aquaman a little bit and how Mm -hmm. they do a really good job of like separating and distinguishing that character Uh, because that like the name of his place is like changed. Right. Like isn't the Submariner just in Atlantis. Yeah. Right. So like they they create an origin for this character and they rename they like reboot this character not in a movie sense but in like a fundamental character sense and it somehow is so perfect and so satisfying and probably i maybe one of the i'm trying to think about the best way to word it's one of the best thing marvel things marvel has ever done uh Mm -hmm. but i want to make it a more specific compliment than that it's like the it's like the best repackaging of a character. It might be the best repackaging of a character that Marvel has ever done. I can't think yeah. of anything. It'd be like the Guardians of the Galaxy or something that like, you know, but that was like almost an unknown that they turned into something like amazing. Whereas the right. Submariner is like one of the oldest characters they have, very well known, prevalent in the comics. And 
has a fan base and yet is they they repackaged him in a way that was awesome. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, there are there are good things to say about about uh, Wakanda forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately for me, they're overshadowed by the things that aren't great. So whatever, I'll I'll rewatch it, but uh, I'll probably be fast forwarding through some of it. (laughs) Man, it's uh, I think at its best, that's what the MCU does is they take from 80 to 100 years of Marvel comics and they look at all these storylines and they just pluck what parts of continuity really work for the specific story that they want to tell. Like they set that central dramatic argument and they pull from continuity. So it's like, this is a character that you recognize, but it's maybe repackaged is the best way to put it. It's they're always like they're polished up. It's like, this is the best that this character can be. I always think about when I first heard that they were trying to make an Iron Man movie back in like 2006, it was like, why like this character super boring i yawned whenever i saw him on the page it was there was nothing really fun about him and then they just distilled it so there should be we should figure out something that we can use as a term like that like the biggest um like that maybe like the delta between where our character was in the comics and where the mcu was able to take them like uh because that is that is a definite thing. For me, it's like Iron Man is a huge thing. Like out the gate, they took yeah. this character that was pretty dull and made it like cinematic icon. Um, even in so far as like Black Panther, like all the stuff they did with Black Panther, it drew a lot more closely from like the Reginald Hudlin run and stuff. I don't know. It it was still better in the movies. And then you see something happen when that goes on where they end up going back in the comics and changing it to be more like the movies because it's like, yes, Oh yeah, they figured yes. it out. Like Fury. Um, yeah. I think Shang-Chi is another big one. And Shang-Chi uh, is up. It's you're right. Shang-Chi might be the number one for me. Shang-Chi but, might I mean, be Namor is probably is like, number one. Namor is in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi I think is in more guardians of the galaxy territory for me because knew nothing about him, did research. They like tried to highlight old comics of him. It's a nothing mm-hmm. character. It's a, I don't know. I think it was also like used for like stereotypes. <laughs> like mm-hmm. his, his villains were kind of like awful Asian stereotypes. And it was kind of a, a nothing character that they turned into something truly awesome. So that's great. I was listening to this pod on uh, like the town from like the, the ringer and puck. And there that's pretty great. It's like in like Hollywood gossip and like ratings and movies and things like that and they were talking about talking to a guy from marvel who was like describing their like movie making process and how they essentially have like a marvel compound like a like a you know whatever the marvel offices and when somebody signs on to do the movie they basically ask them to move into the marvel offices and like work out of there and these guys are like very hands-on and so there's people on the marvel team when they say hey we're gonna do uh the submariner whoever or even i mean, i think this is after iron man but for iron man as an example they read all of the people become specialists on iron man and they read all of iron man's content like every single thing and then they pluck out the things that stood out to them from this run and then essentially rebuild the character so they're doing the things that are like like iron man makes so much sense 
if you think about it, if you think about the Avengers and who could like be the face of it, it makes so much sense. He's like a human being. He's like he's he's they, they reboot him almost like Batman or something like that. Like he's a human guy. He's rich. He's got hubris. He's got this like, you know, alcoholic thing that he goes into in the comic books. He's got so many flaws and yet can be a redeemable character. And there's something where like there's something about him where like anyone thinks they could get into a suit and be Iron Man. There's something like relatable, like Batman, mm-hmm. where you're like, I could be Batman in a way that you can't be Superman. And it's it's like the perfect it's the perfect idea. And they somehow distilled all those thoughts and like rebooted the character. And it was it was super interesting. Uh, Kevin, we haven't gone over the menu yet we're recording this pod out of order we're about to record our menu pod uh spoiler right. free review the menu we're hearing each spoiler other's takes for the first time review. this is exciting i think it's really good and i think i i don't i wanted it to be great i think it's really good though yeah uh I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I was into it the whole time. I think I think he said something before the movie about like, oh, it peters out a little bit. And I mm-hmm. totally get that. Uh, I'm probably just now saying things that we're about to rehash on the pod for it. I totally get that viewpoint. But also I was just I was in it the whole time. I really liked it. That movie I've been thinking about a lot. I mean, I just saw it like whatever, a few days ago or whatever. But I've been thinking about it nonstop. It's fascinating to me i thought it was so good what's his face whoever the main actor is for that insane oh right i know nothing about that guy he is incredible i'm like i have to find more things that he's in because he's insane he's he's phenomenal wait yeah i mean he's like he's voldemort um in harry potter movies yeah oh my god just picture him without a nose he is um (sighs) i used to do that with everyone <laughs> just so you wouldn't be afraid of public speaking. Yeah, exactly. Naked, no nose. Because, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> the nose is like the clothes of the face, right? Glasses, <laughs> nose. <laughs> yeah, people will say glasses are the nose of the, are like the the clothes of the face, but no nose, no glasses. So you're really just putting the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. No nose. Well, that's no nose the the naked is, face. Uh, what's holding what up? You know, are your glasses exactly. keeping your nose from floating away, or is Nose keeping your glasses falling off. Yeah. Uh, what do you do if you don't? One of my favorite Ray Fine's roles is in Grand Budapest Hotel. He's the like I don't oh, know that he's yeah. the protagonist, but he's like the the driving force of the Grand Budapest Hotel, and he is just magnificent in that movie. He is so charming. He is such a like scumbag, but like a really <laughs> lovable character in it. It's you got to check it out. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore because, you know, shame on us. All right, we're recording the pod right after this. So yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Don't want, I want to save okay. some menu energy for the next part. Uh, Kevin, what's our next thing we're going into? Oh, let's see. We're going into talking about some stuff that we watched this month that Ooh. we didn't talk about on the pod. Is there anything that you watched where you were like, hey, you know what? That was really good. <laughs> I watched... Um, Three things come to mind. I watched Don't Worry, Darling, okay. which I I don't know if I have much to say about, to be honest. I thought it was fine. Okay. It was fine. It was a little redundant after a while. It's like a, it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, immediate. It's I, I'm not a fan of these movies where like things are weird and mm-hmm. like you don't know why. And you just don't. The whole purpose of the movie is that things are weird and they just don't tell you. 
what's going on. And then the last five minutes, they're like, OK, here it is. And you're like, OK, cool. So how was I supposed to enjoy any of this movie then? <laughs> if I had no idea? Shit was just happening. And it's cool in hindsight to be like, whoa, that's why. I sat through two hours of shit just happening. So it was fine. Didn't love it. Hate it. It was just blah. Um, one thing I watched that I loved, Kevin, is uh, Stephen Colbert for um, Comic Relief did a CBS live special called Pickled, which was a celebrity pickleball tournament uh, to raise money for this charity. And like Paul Shears in it, like June Diane Raphael, Emma Watson's in it, Dirk Bentley's in it, Will Ferrell and Tick Nataro are in it. And Stephen Colbert is hosting. And uh, what's his face? Oh, John. Oh, my God. I'm blanking on his name. But one of the guys from The Daily Show. And it's just it's like classic Stephen Colbert where it's like not he's not weighted down with like the politics of having to host like a late night show. They're just doing dumb bits. They have a mascot called like half sour dill or something like that. And he's like really <laughs> sad and depressed. And they just keep cutting to him like on the side, like just lying on the court. And Stephen Colbert keeps telling him how much he loves him. It's just like so many dumb bits. They have like, I don't know, some weird sponsors that they keep throwing to. It's like just goofy and fun. And I loved it. And I kind of really got into pickleball. I'm seeing it everywhere now. Pickleball is the new thing, Kevin. I don't know if we we have the uh, the funds to sponsor a pickleball league or get a team going, but we got to get out there. We got to get out on the streets and start pickling, dude. I have seen nothing about I'm aware that pickleball is getting big. I've seen nothing about like pickleball being on TV, though. I was definitely not aware of this. This happened this year. This happened this year. I just opened the Paramount Plus app and it was there and it was fun. It was a, it was a nice time. It was just a nice, pleasant, you know, nice jokes. Just just them goofing off, having fun. It was the kind of thing that made me miss Stephen Colbert. I was like, I wish oh. he just did more like just funny stuff, you know, like when he would like um, I feel like there were bits he would do where he just come out and like host an award show or just like do a bit where he's presenting or something like that. And him and Colbert did like that whole dance about like Scully. Do you remember that? They had that song no. like everybody's talking about Scully, Scully. And they said they wrote it like last year. And the whole bit is that this like is just old. So the whole song is about like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. They just used to do goofy. He used to do goofy shit all the time. And I feel like that doesn't happen anymore because he's like a serious late night guy. And this was just like goofy, dumb shit. And it was fun. It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. Dude, maybe late night should be a rotation. Maybe it should be, you know, you run for late night and you get elected to like host the tonight show you get four years you can reapply to do it for another four and then you're done that weekend <laughs> update anchors we gotta cycle these people out i saw that uh michael che and colin jost are now the longest running uh anchors in weekend update history they've done over 10 seasons together wow it's crazy it feels like longer <laughs> <laughs> feels like they've been there forever <laughs> boy uh, i walked right into that one I enjoy them a lot. Uh, what else you okay. got? You said you had three the things. Other, the other thing I wanted to talk about is this show that I am I am watching called Warrior Nun. I know I feel like we've talked about Warrior Nun before. It is a terrible show that should be great, and I have a really hard time watching it. But I keep watching it because like I want it to be good, but it's not. It's the name alone. A warrior nun. I'm in. I was like, this is going to be the greatest show ever. Right. 
first episode of this, you're like, oh, there because it's like an intersection of like mythology and like magic and superpowers and stuff like that. First episode is these like nuns. They're like this underground, like elite fighting force. And they're like fighting the devil or they're fighting. So I don't even know who they're fighting, to be honest. But these are nuns that are trained as warriors who go out and fight like ninjas. And they're fighting demons and exercise, like doing exorcisms and stuff. And it seems very cool. And they have this this object called the halo, which I guess is like an angel's halo. And it's in the back of like this war. The warrior nun is like a chosen person to carry the halo. And she's mortally injured. She's dying. Somebody cuts the halo like out of her back. And then like the place gets ransacked. They have to they have to hide the halo. So they put it in a dead body and the dead body comes back to life. And that's the girl who is like the protagonist of the show. And now she's a warrior nun, and she's like not religious at all. And they're like trying to get her to be the warrior nun and like do all this stuff. And she doesn't want to, you know, reluctant hero stuff. She is also currently dating Chris Evans. So there's a lot, there's a lot of juice. There's a lot of juice in this squeeze, dude. And just not, and it just kind of peters out. It's a lot of meandering. It's a lot of talking, no action. Um, It's very unsatisfying. I mean, there is a um, closeted character this season that I think is going to find love. And that keeps me coming back because I am rooting for it. But really, there's a lot to hate about it. It's not good, but it should be. It should be good. It's so fun. The premise is insane. I love it. You you look so confused. (laughs) It took me until the moment you said that she's dating Chris Evans to realize that this wasn't an anime. Oh, no, 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 no. This is like a real this is an action thing. And I just opened Netflix to like see the name or I just Googled it to look at the cast and it says drama, which I think is probably not what it was supposed to be. But like like drama is what it is, but it shouldn't be a drama. It should be like an action. It doesn't even say action. There's not enough action in it, but it's it should be good. And it's so dumb. It's a lot of like characters like, you know, they're like whoa gabriel what happened he's like i can't tell you that yet and it's like why not and they're like oh because our writers are bad and i have to tell you in like two episodes (laughs) like there's no logical reason for anything that's happening people give each other advice that doesn't make any sense it's it's such a it's such a pile of shit (laughs) i keep powering (laughs) through it because i just i have i i have faith i don't even know i this is this is my religion is coming back to the show Warrior Nun time and time again just to be disappointed, just to be let down again. So that's my that's my cross to bear, so to speak, is Warrior Nun. It's your cross to bear. It's your halo to wear. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this yeah, thing but, sounds insane. I'd never heard of this before today. Yeah, it's let me huh. check it out. Watch the first episode. You'll see everything good and bad that could have happened in it immediately. That's a good pilot. It's a thesis there, for the whole show. I love it. There, there's a lot of, especially because like in the second season, there's a lot of like characters like, oh, like like they beat a bad guy or, or they beat a good guy, and they're like, oh, I should kill you, but I won't. And then it's like, oh, fuck you guys. Like, I get it. Like, why even do this? Why even get them in that situation if you're just going to let them go? It's just it's just like all the classic like this is a TV show and we have to get more episodes out of like they had they had a mo- an idea for like a movie and they've just stretched it out. And it's <laughs> it's it's bad. It's so bad. But I I don't know. I want it to be good, Kevin. I, I have to believe in something, you know. Damn. So what about you? You got anything you watched that was cool? Let's see. Love and Spy Family. Huge fan of Spy Family. 
Oh, is Spy uh, Family good? That one is an anime. It's terrific. So, so, mm. so good. Um, really been enjoying that. Been loving season two of White Lotus. Was really wondering. I watched season one of White Lotus late. I think I watched all of that in like August of this year. So totally missed the boat on it last year whenever it was out. I haven't um, seen any of it. I mean, really, really good. First season, I was like, this is this will be fine. I get what this is going to do. Actually, if you're trying to have something to ride the high after the menu, White Lotus would probably be pretty good. That's uh, mm. You can do a little bang bang there between the menu and White Lotus <laughs> season one. And... <laughs> Where season one left off, I was like, this is great, but I have no idea where you go for a season two. Uh, they went anthology with it and went to a different location, and it's nice. just as sharp. So good. A whole new cast of characters. The characters were so good in the first season. It was really sad to not bring back those same people. Cast in the second season, super strong. It's got one of the dudes from The Sopranos in it. It's the only time I've seen him not be someone in The Sopranos. And I'm realizing how much of his acting in that show was a choice and it's blowing my mind. <laughs> you thought it was like a real Italian mobster who like just, really just walked on the set every day. <laughs> he has that vibe. It just makes me uh, really appreciate Nervous. the extent to which he's able to bring that energy. <laughs> it's Amen. wonderful. So. Highly recommend all those. Uh, Spy Family, season one of White Lotus, season two of White Lotus. Um, cool. Want to move into December? Yeah, dude. Let's talk December. What's coming all up? Right. I'm chomping at the bit. Exactly I want to know. What's coming up. Tim, Tell me what we're doing. Last year in December, I don't know if we tried to do this. We only talked about action movies. Something about it just felt right. So we're doing it again this year, bringing it back. With seasons beatings, all December yes. long, we're going to be talking about action, murder, mayhem, all the stuff you love in the holiday season. We're going into full action mode. Uh, Violent Night is coming out in early December. I cannot wait to talk about this movie. That's the one where David Harbour plays a killer Santa. <laughs> I'm so excited about I'm that. Uh, I'm so excited about David Harbour. I'm so excited about that movie. I think he's out for justice. I think he's saving the kids. I think he's a justified justified violence santa justified violence santa that's the only kind of santa i want december 15th we're making good on a promise that we made you last year on our last pod of 2021 we had michael b breen the famous sports announcer on this show we talked about the movie lethal weapon during the course of the conversation Breen was trying to argue that Lethal Weapon and The Nice Guys, also written by Shane Black, were the same exact movie. We've debated it multiple times since then. We promised you on that podcast that we were going to have Breen back on the pod for a double feature episode where we compare and contrast The Nice Guys from the year 2016 with Lethal Weapon 2. We're finally doing it. December 15th, we're talking The Nice Guys with Breen. December 22nd, he's coming back. We're talking about Lethal Weapon 2. I'm so excited. I can't wait for this. This is so great. I'm excited to watch both of these movies. Dude, I love it. And you guys have never seen. I've never seen Nice Guys. Y'all have never seen Lethal Weapon 2. So this oh, feels like a real right. home and away. This is nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I forgot that you hadn't seen Nice Guys yet. Nice Guys is one that I return to a lot. I mean, really? I, I really, really enjoy the Nice Guys. I'm really excited for you to see it. I'm wondering how much you are going to keep up artifice of hating this movie for the sake of the bit <laughs> and how much you're just going to cave and admit that you love the chemistry 
It's no RRR, but there is real chemistry between Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe in that movie. I'll believe it when I see it. I almost uh, I wanted to watch it after you guys kept talking about it. But then I was like, no, wait a year. It'll mean more. (laughs) Yeah, really stew on it. Take some time for you. December 25th, Christmas Day, we're going to be dropping you a holiday bonus pod. We're not saying what it is, but we are saying that you're going to like it. We are saying that it is full of action. And then Mm -hmm, to round mm -hmm. out the year, one that I'm personally extremely excited for, it's the second annual Rennie Awards. Uh, You know, the Oscars, the Academy Awards. Well, Nerdy for 30, we have the Rennies, the Ryan Reynolds Award for Excellence in Film. We're going to be picking brand new categories, bringing back a few favorites from last year. Uh, We'll put up a vote on the Instagram. You can help us pick between a few categories we have in mind. I'm stoked, Tim. Yes, yes. I am so stoked. Those are some of my favorite episodes last year. I'm excited we're bringing it back. We've decided to make it. I think we did it like Oscar season last year. We're trying Mm -hmm. to make it like an end of the year Big finale episode going to be, you know, some thick boy episodes for the Rennies. <laughs> and uh, if you have any like suggestions of, um, of of categories that you'd like us to do, please let us know. Send them to us. We're going to be picking a couple fan sourced categories to add into the rotation. And boy, oh, boy, I'm pumped. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is a big this is a banger. This is a we, we might be biting off more than we can chew in this month. Kevin, this is a we big we're we're putting it all on the line for our our listeners this month. I can't wait. Six can't wait. big episodes. Also, you know what? I'll say this. This is one thing the Rennies has that the Oscars can't touch. The Oscars, you're limited to just one year worth of movies. You know, there's no there's no dogfight between Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. It can't happen. <laughs> the Rennies, the open movies for this uh for this award show, it's everything we talked about on the podcast in that calendar year. Yes. So it's the only one where Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is going up against the nice guys from 2016. I've heard from from what I've heard, the uh, everything everywhere all at once and Top Gun Maverick in the Oscar conversation in the best picture convo. So, you know, we might be we might be listening to him again around Oscar time. <laughs> but we'll see so oh my god these are some real i mean sonic 2 also should be in that conversation but we've got some (laughs) real bangers get snubbed for the oscars i'm gonna be pissed (laughs) idris elba gave it his all on that movie he did he did and um i welcomed it (laughs) warmly i was very excited about it dude so pumped about the rennies i think we're we're planning to take it a, a week off the beginning of january and then we're coming right back you might do a review preview for december who knows we're doing the rennies that's even better so maybe we'll come in fresh for January and uh, it's going to be great. I can't I can't wait, Kevin. How nice is this? The holidays are coming up. We got a bunch of little holiday treats for everybody. Ugh. Oh, oh so great. nice. I love it. Your stockings are about to be filled. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we'll be back here. That feels like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking season feedings. Your stockings are about to be filled with nickels. I'm going to come on by. Oh, okay. Okay. Nichols, go. Um, We'll be back here on Thursday. Till then, stay nerdy, everybody. Bye. Stay nerdy. Bye.